0: Welcome to AM Best Audio.
1: I'm Lori Chortis for AM Best TV, and am are at the Vermont Captive Insurance Association's annual conference in Burlington. Despite continued hard market conditions and capacity constraints, the use of captives continues to grow and expand into new lines of coverage. According to a new AMBEST captive report, the underwriting performance of both existing and new rated captives has been outstanding compared to commercial line insurers, and that outperformance is expected to continue. Joining us today to discuss that and other trends in the captive market is a panel of analysts from AMBEST captive rating division. They are Director Dan Teklaw, Associate Director Fred Islami, Senior Financial Analyst, Courtney Beckwith, and Senior Financial Analyst, Robert Gabriel. Welcome everyone, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks, Lori. Dan, can you tell us about how the hard market has impacted the captive industry?
0: Yeah, hi Lori, thanks. Uh, I think uh, as you kind of highlighted at the beginning, the hard market's been good for the captive segment. We've continued to see more formations and more use and um, expansion of their uses across uh, different companies, from different companies. Uh, by uh, single parents as well as uh, risk retention groups, so they're adding new lines. They're they're changing their pricing in order to uh, be reflective of, of the risks while not being uh, punitive, like they think the hard market is. And uh, the profitability is still there, so it's been very good for the uh, hard or the uh, captive owners.
1: Courtney, what's driving the captive segments' outperformance compared to the commercial casualty composite?
2: Great question, Lori. So two things that come to mind is underwriting and operational profitability. What we've seen in the captive industry in the past five years is minimal volatility, which has in turn resulted in really good operating performance. We've seen the captive industry improve their combined ratio by five points um, year over year since 2021. And so with the continued loss ratios and underwriting expense, they continue to outperform the, the market. And um, and when we take a deeper dive, looking into the, deeper, the different captives that Kind of contributed to that was single parent captives not only did they increase their premium by 60 percent they've also have a incredible combined ratio of 62 percent and so we're sure that that's going to continue to happen in the future so Rob, what factors contributed to the premium growth for captives last year?
3: Sure, so there was a few few factors that really uh, resulted in an increase in premiums. Uh, one, we saw a hardening of the reinsurance market, which led to rate increases being passed down to policyholders. Also, there was inflationary pressures uh, related to the cost of claims being felt with rate increases down to the policyholders. Um, and finally, we're seeing a growing amount of exposures with captives as the commercial insurance market continues to harden captive owners are utilizing their captives in new and creative ways uh, we're seeing additional lines of business and expansive coverage um, such as cyber and d and being offered which also increases premiums written.
1: So Fred what are some of the opportunities and challenges facing captives today?
4: Well, annually we produce a a captive report uh, based on the uh, rated entities that we have. We have about 150 uh, U.S. captives and in that report we have outlined a number of opportunities and challenges. Among them are uh, captives taking cyber as a, a covered line for the parent company because this is more with the single parent captives and also in discussions with companies that we've had the the, the, uh, fact that you know they're entertaining the idea of taking uh, parametric contracts as uh, you know one way of uh, either complementing to the retention or actually uh, replacing the uh, deductible have come into uh, discussion. So those are the two main factors and I think it's going to uh, gain, gain widespread uh, interest within the industry
1: here. Dan, how did single parent captives and RRGs perform in 2022?
0: Yeah, so the single parent captives had an, another good year. The RRGs not so much, in the uh, or not as good, I should say. The uh, in the report that we put out, um, like Fred was talking about the 150 captives, um, we measured them all together in a single composite. But then, as Rob and Courtney both broke them out separately a little bit that's kind of how we look at them Um, single parent captives know their own unique individual risk very well and they tend to have uh, low frequency high severity events that they want to cover within their captive and typically have low loss ratios with some volatility here and there Um, in the big scheme of things uh, the volatility among the whole Cohort is not that big, so the profitability came out very good this year for the, the single parents. On the RRG side, they had um, some higher um, uh, premium growth, about six or seven percent, which uh, translated to you know better um, pricing for for their um, companies. But they also had higher losses in LAE because some of the liability lines that they cover are um, subject to like a claim settlement and um, social inflation and those type of things. But um, all in all, they um, combined oh. add about $9 billion to, um, well, $4 billion to surplus, $5 billion in dividends for about $9 billion that would have gone to the commercial market. So that was a, a, another good year for the captive segment.
1: So Courtney, as we sit here and gather together in the beautiful state of Vermont, are you seeing anything new for captives in the
2: Vermont domicile? Sure, so Vermont continues to update and revise their regulations and legislations, and that allows them to continue to be the lead for Vermont domicile captives, Um, even with emerging risks, right? We talk about parametric risk transfers. Not all domicile, not all states have accepted that risk. However, Vermont has, and that's why they continue to set themselves apart from other states. in 2022 actually vermont grew their domiciled captives by 9.2 percent and i just learned this morning that they actually have 655 uh, vermont domiciled captives and ams rates 36 of them Talking about regulation,
1: Rob, what else are we seeing on the regulatory front? Are there any updates or many developments?
3: Sure, so Courtney just mentioned parametric uh, insurance contracts. Last year, Vermont passed a captive bill allowing captives in the state to begin writing parametric insurance contracts. Um, In other states in 2023, such as Connecticut, passed similar legislation, so I think going forward, parametric insurance um, you know, is, is, is growing in popularity and could be something to look forward to from on other domiciles that may look to Vermont and, and Connecticut to uh, roll that out as well.
1: So Fred, looking ahead, what future opportunities and challenges and new developments might we see in the captive market?
4: I think I'm going to focus on the challenges because I talked about the opportunities sure. first. Uh, I think uh, when you see uh, uh, social inflation, uh, like any other commercial industry, captives are not going So captives are disciplined in terms of their operating performance and all that. So it's when social inflation impacts those the performance will reflect although we haven't seen any major impact on our captives in terms of social inflation uh, but you know that's something to be concerned about and uh, watch over time
1: well this has been so informative so interesting thank you so much fred courtney rob dan thank you so much for joining us
0: thanks laura thank Thank you. you
1: for AM Best TV in Burlington, Vermont. I'm Laurie Chortis.
0: Looking to get the full attention of the insurance industry? We have the platforms that will do just that. Whether it be AM Best TV, AM Best Audio, Best Review Magazine, or Best Day.